be strong and courageous. Anywhere you see a gap between what you think might be possible and what is, that's an opportunity for an entrepreneur to dive in. There are ways to succeed. There are models in entrepreneurship investing. There are people who have found a path before to dream about like, what are the talents that you have? And what are the things that make you come alive? That there's actually a generation of warrior entrepreneurs, people that are willing to stand up, to do the hard work, to start a thing, to see a thing through. Here's our mission, and we're going to take a step forward, just one foot in front of the other, and we're going to build something great. We can make a difference. Let's do this in our lifetime. Let's see how much positive change we can drive. All right, everyone. Thank you and welcome to another episode of Take Your Mountain Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Weimer, and today I have the pleasure of having with me Bob Barlow, my partner at Gratus Capital. Um, and today we're just going to be diving in, get to know each other uh, better with the audience, actually. Um, we know, we, we, I hope you know me by now. We know, <laughs> hopefully we know each other. God, years. <laughs> For the audience's benefit. Deeply hurt. So yeah, with that, uh, we'll just kind of dive in here. So could you tell your entire life story from the moment? Uh, no. Now just maybe share a little bit of your background, um, where you came from, and how you ended up at Cartoon's Capital. Yeah, awesome. Well, my background, I've got some nice frosted glass uh, with some clear glass above. Uh, Sorry, that was a lame joke for those of you only listening to the audio and not the video. Uh, you, you would get that. Um, we, didn't, we didn't mention your, your title, which is CFO. Oh, yeah, Chief, Chief Fund Officer. Chief Fund Officer. That's a key part of, of your role here. Right. And, and to fast forward in the story, essentially, that's how I ended up at Gratus is like I bring the fun to the party. Um, background, Jeez. let's see. There's a lot, a lot to go into. I was born in Minnesota. Um, grew up in a small town called New Ulm, Minnesota, a little German town. And in the third grade, we moved up to the Twin Cities because my dad got a job up in the cities. So we moved up to Farmington, Minnesota. And uh, yeah, I had a pretty simple, you know, normal middle class life, I would say. I had an older sister, uh, my mom and dad. Everything was great. Played sports. All was good. Uh, significant life events around the age, I think it was 15, my parents got divorced. And so that was a pretty big, I guess, changed my world at the time. Um, and I really, um, at that point, I guess, somewhat became, uh, I just became very independent because I was living in between two places and became very independent and got into, I did a lot of great stuff. You know, I had some jobs and stayed pretty active, but also got into a little bit of trouble along the way. Um, and then ended up going to college. I went to the University of Minnesota. Uh, for one year, and around the end of the first year of college, I really had some, some significant changes in my life. Like a lot of the the old lifestyle and the partying and all that stuff just wasn't very attractive anymore. I had a, a yearning to to do something bigger and more significant. And so that's really when, I guess, faith became a big part of my life and my story. And also entrepreneurship really kicked into high gear. It was probably around when I was 18 or 19. I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, which really just like, blew my mind and got me excited about the opportunities in business and investing. Um, so I read that book, and then that paired with you know some of the best advice I ever got in my life was from my buddy Skip, who's now one of our partners. 
was to read one chapter of Proverbs every day. There's 31 chapters, it's 31 days in a month normally, and they're only about a page long. So Skip was like, hey, I think you can make it through a page each day, which um, turned out to be probably the best advice I'd ever received. So around that time, 19, like faith got activated, started to pursue wisdom, um, was looking at college. I really wasn't there for the right reasons. Like I, I did what it took to get good grades, but I wasn't really excited about it. I wasn't learning. And so I remember going to my college counselor and saying, um, hey, I want to go pursue a business. I've got some other ideas and opportunities. And she was like, yeah, go for it. Take a leave of absence. You can always come back. And I was kind of shocked. I was like, what? Do you, I can go? You just said that's okay. And so I was like, peace out. Um, technically, I think I'm still on a leave of absence. So, you know, maybe I'll go back one day and see what I can do. Um, but yeah, I left left college after one year. And then, yeah, really got, I mean, depending on, on how much detail you want to go into now, had had a crazy journey over the next 18 oh, years. Yeah, so probably when, you, when you left, uh, you probably had some semblance of a, of a plan. Like what gave you the confidence to leave college? Did you have something to jump right into or was it still open-ended at that point? Yeah, uh, the biggest thing was, I would say, network marketing. I was well on my way to becoming a multimillionaire, having a couple Bentleys, a dream house, a beautiful wife. Um, that that was the plan because I had been in a few different uh, multi-level marketing companies from like age eighteen to twenty-one, and like that was it. Like I was I was dead set done. Here's what how I'm going to make it. What the way were you there? That vision, like point two five or point seven five? You know, maybe point maybe point three. I had some work to do. I had some momentum. You know, I had built up a downline of I don't know fifty or sixty people. Like. I had some stuff going on. Um, like I, I made a little bit of money, but it, you know, I was on my way. And so although network marketing isn't where I ultimately became successful in business, like the principles that I learned there, the inspiration I received there, the mentoring and coaching, really like that was my college. Like I learned so much good information from just being around people who were like just going after going after goals and doing something significant and doing something great. And that wasn't necessarily the vehicle that brought me to great places, but it was the, you know, the mindset and the coaching that I needed to then, you know, get into some other opportunities. Cool. Cool. So um, as you progressed into that first stage of entrepreneurship, um, maybe share a little bit about some of the, the strategies, what maybe worked, what didn't work, some of the early on experiences. Yeah, the first, so outside of network marketing, the first business that I really had or was a part of, um, let's see, I sold a couple hats one time. I don't think we can really count that. Um, eBay. But I, uh, I joined up, one of my buddies had a window cleaning business and he literally like his, his mom was a realtor and he just ended up stacking up a bunch of window cleaning clients throughout high school. And we became great friends through network marketing. Imagine that. And uh, we were, as, as I just spent more time with them, we're like, hey, you have this, like, window cleaning is pretty cool. You get to, like, hang out at really nice houses. You get to meet cool people. Like, it's pretty easy work. It's kind of fun to do with a squeegee. You know, anyone that you ever watch someone clean windows, it's fascinating. It's a lot tougher than it looks. Um, 
and so then as I started like talking with them more, it's like, hey, well, like, how do you keep track of all your people? He's like, oh, they're just in my phone. I'm like, well, you normally like shatter your phone like every three months. So how does that work out? It's before the cloud. You actually, they were physically yeah, out. Yeah, it was so I guess that dates me a little bit. Um, and he might have had a spreadsheet somewhere too, but like also he had an awesome thing going, but I was like, it was myself and then Skip too was also involved in the window cleaning business. Um, we were, I think J Judge was six seven. Skip was 6'5", and I was 6'4", so, you know, like, we didn't even need ladders to do these jobs. It was great. Um, but Skip and I, you know, partnered up with him at the time. We're like, let's let's build an awesome window cleaning business because we looked at the window cleaning. Into, like, our competition was, like, Luigi and a squeegee or Bucket Bob. Like, it was this, you know, guy showing up in, like, a rusty van with, like, a dirty T-shirt, ripped jeans. And we're like, hey, if you live in a million-dollar house on a golf course and have, like, young kids... Do you want this guy walking through your kid's bedroom and through your closet and all this stuff? Like, I mean, people are doing it, but like, what if we got nice polo shirts and, you know, got a good haircut and just started going and knocking on doors and smiling and looking people in the eye and saying, we'd love to earn your business. And so it was really cool because we took like, I guess the, the South Metro by storm. Like there was, there was one golf course down in the South Metro where like, we want every house in this course just because we wanted to watch people play golf while we worked. Um, so we ended up racking up a, a ton of clients and building a really cool business. And it was, it was a lot of fun to, to go through that process and to see an opportunity, you know, like a need that wasn't being met or a need that could be met better and going after it and making it happen.